dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Source. We've just had a massive uh, week of footy with Gather Round and we're heading into round six now. Yeah, huge success, Gather Round. Uh, you know, the AFL says that they reaped over, you know, $80 million uh, profit for the next three years that they're projecting with the, the new deal and, you know, retaining it for the next three years. Um, maybe maybe next year we should go up there and do a show up in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah do a, do a live show. Get yeah, all the uh, get get some more listeners out there. Yeah, and get them all get them all down because uh, because of the massive growth that we've had uh, source over the thing. So welcome to all those new listeners uh, wherever you found us on TikTok, uh, Twitter, Instagram, wherever at Behind the Bound. It, it was good to gather around. You know, it started off with uh, Adelaide coming out absolutely um, <laughs> torching Carlton in that first quarter, a eight goal first quarter, first time that they've done that in almost their whole club history. Um, but it was pretty remarkable um, with that. Uh, success of that first game how the rest of the round ended up kicking on and it was a huge success really really good to see some of those local footy grounds you know norwood oval and um adelaide hills um and we saw some great football yeah we saw um some really good games some really good uh runs from different teams and to see some people in the crowd that you know were able to travel there uh, a lot of people traveled from victoria by driving bus plane whatever it might have been so uh, there was actually big crowds across the weekend uh which was a success which is why uh gil was on the phone during that last game away. just to try and get <laughs> that locked in so it makes money for the afl makes money for the city of adelaide and uh there's actually a reason to go to adelaide uh once <laughs> in the next three years every every three years it'd be good and it comes down during school holidays spend the easter weekend it'd be it's a good way to do it i reckon we'll book it in for next year pez uh, the, the show we'll get a little uh, live recording <laughs> out front uh, norwood oval <laughs> <laughs> at, uh, norwood oval the, the thin ground so we could probably be where the wing would usually be on a on a normal ground yeah nice little uh, behind the boundary stand i, I think that that's easily attainable especially with the, the the weekend of winnings that we just had oh yeah <laughs> big, big round for uh, behind the bound there was a couple of interesting results where Gold Coast just fell away. Uh, they should have really won that game. Lacocious had a, a couple of uh, set shots, and he's usually a beautiful kick, and he, he missed a few to actually absolutely put Fremantle away. And Fremantle just kept fighting and came with a, a ten point win up there. So that was uh, really good for Fremantle to keep their season alive. What an absolute collapse though from Gold Coast. And uh, you know we talk quite often about Gold Coast and whereabouts they are in terms of their AFL trajectory, and if you know their, their benchmark for them is just making finals, but. A loss like that it, in that second half, realistically, it, it, you don't say it very often, but there was just no heart. They, they, they didn't. Everything just fell away quickly, and um, you know they're lucky that it didn't end up blowing out a little bit more because they they, they, they escaped by you know ten point loss, but it should have been. It could have been a lot worse. Are they not fit enough or something? Because they keep falling away in games. And that's something that we might look at later in the bet slip as well. But uh, Brisbane had a really easy day, comfortable win over North Melbourne. Sydney. Well, they, they, had a sne- they had a sneaky 70-point win, but it should have that could have been close to 200 points wins that, that second quarter. Oh, North Melbourne started off really wow. on fire, didn't they? <laughs> uh, so North Melbourne started well, but then Brisbane just kept going. It was Possession City as well. Uh, Sydney were able to put Richmond away at the end. Richmond were just under man. They, they fought out, but they're, they're really struggling there. Um, the Bombers had a really big upset win, uh, yeah, depending they, depending they, who you ask. They beat no one. <laughs> <laughs> depending who you ask. So. Well, t- tell you what, that was uh, that we didn't we're not well received on uh, TikTok with uh, calling Essendon uh, pretenders, but uh, wow, they, they definitely with a, you know an impressive victory against uh, you know a Melbourne side who you know a lot of people has the premiership favourite. Now, welcome um, to all those. Uh, commenters uh, that commented on that Essendon video that uh, are now listening to the show, obviously. Um, I'm really glad that they made a lot of money by putting a lot of money on Essendon at, at four bucks because they were very, very confident. Very with, confident with after zero, the game. Uh, zero comments saying Essendon were going to win before the game, but uh, after the result, they, they seemed to come... Uh, to the to the forefront, but but you got to you got to credit Essendon as well. The, the way that they've been playing, they've got Collingwood this week. It sets up a, a, a you know a great Anzac Day um, a match. Both teams four and one, and it, it's it's good for Essendon. It's good that they know that they you know have finals in sight. That they uh, possibly will get their first finals victory since. I think I was about 12 years old. So yeah, like they'll be ready to be disappointed again and, and still not having a finals win since 2004. But yep, the streak continues. Their, their Ruckman 
uh, is what really got them going in that first half with five goals between them where Brodie Grundy was in no man's land and couldn't defend them. So Essendon ended up winning by 27 points. So absolutely uh, kudos to them winning over there and they're, they're expecting big things, the Essendon fans, on Tuesday for Anzac Day. Yeah, they better um, better respond. Because, uh, I mean, if they beat if they beat Collingwood, then, then that's two massive AFL... Beat Collingwood, end the season. That's it. The season's done. Yeah, give them, just give them the, the premiership. Spot as well. Yeah, a week after the gather round, we're just, we're just calling it quits. Uh, but yeah, very impressive for, for Essendon and, um, you know, it wasn't like Melbourne struggled or anything. They just were, they were just disappointing. Essendon oh, really took control their, of it. Their skills were really poor, but Essendon's pressure was up Yeah, they, up they, really they, created, well, so they created the pressure. They created it. So if they can keep that effort up, uh, Brad Scott's had a good start there with uh, four and one. So we'll see how the Bombers continue to go. Uh, the Bulldogs were in a winning position. Uh, before Todd Marshall kicked a couple of crucial set shot goals, so uh, the sharpshooter over at Port Adelaide. Our, our man Todd Marshall. Line. Remember we used to rave on about oh, Todd used, Marshall. Yeah, so yeah. love him. And a few and years back, I few years back, we're on him every week for a goal. Yeah. He was sitting about two dollars ten for one goal. Uh, we've definitely fallen him off, and now he's a dollar three. <laughs> uh, the, the Sunday games, uh, the Geelong Cats, they. You know, struggled good, early as well. The quarter. first half of the quarter, West Coast were actually playing well, and then they just went bang in the second they, quarter they, and then didn't have to play for the rest of the game. The Geelong skills just look so so terrible at the moment. And, and West Coast actually put you know applied a lot of pressure. They controlled a lot of the pill early, but obviously, you know, the, the talent uh, fell away quite quickly uh, as, as well as the fatigue from, you know, some of those younger players for West Coast. But Geelong, Geelong have got a really big test this week playing Sydney. It's, 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 it's going to be an interesting week. Yeah, they could have, if they kept the effort up. They could have easily won by over 100 points. But yeah. it's obviously, you know, we don't want to exert ourselves too much. We've already won the game. and it's just in second gear, it? got really it? close to the, the line at the end there, 47, because the line before the game was 52. So those people that backed Well, it definitely, it definitely pushed out. We said it was, I think, at the start of the week, it was about 40, 44, yeah, it was, I think it was. I think it was yeah. 40, 41, yeah. So um, the next one, GWS, wasn't that a game with uh, Himmelberg, the hero, at both ends at the end of the game? How, how does a game go three quarters of no scoring and then a fourth quarter just open up back and forth goals, back and forth goals? In the last two minutes, there was like four goals kicked. It was, it was great. So some big contested marks um, from both ends. And Hawthorne on that last play, they looked like they were going to kick that winning goal. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. For 50. Yeah, but um, great, great, great ball movement. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a good game with uh, two teams that, you know, uh, rebuilding at the bottom of the ladder. And um, Hawthorne could have stolen one, but it's probably better for them in the long run because they'll get to be right at the bottom. A little bit closer uh, to that number one pick. Yep, to get that number one pick. So it was a good loss for them if you look at it in that way. And then we finished off with Collingwood-St Kilda, which was a, a really defensive game. Uh, uh, it was a good loss in the end by St Kilda because they, uh, they, they kept it... Uh, close in that last quarter, but realistically, it was about, about a three goal victory to the to the, the yeah, Magpies. Well, it was definitely expected, but um, Magpies are up by about four goals, and St Kilda got three pretty cheap goals towards the end of the game to make it look a lot closer than it actually was. So. It's a good benchmark for St Kilda to see where they are actually at because Collingwood, you know, definitely one of the, the genuine contenders, and St Kilda, uh, you know, sitting top of the ladder after round five, and not many teams have uh, have not made finals pairs. Well, what was the stat you said to me in the pre-show? Yeah, since uh, seventy six, uh, since it went from uh, expanded from a top four finalist, uh, no team has ever missed the finals. So St Kilda can be the first team to do that. That'd uh, be great. After, after being at the top of the tables at uh, round five yep. to, to miss the eight. Uh, well, we, we know we're in the, the, it's not very often yet to make history. So it's good that St Kilda can be a part of that. Yeah. We we'll always make history the, uh, <laughs> the bottom end of it. But uh, speaking of which uh, I'm really confused because it's a Friday afternoon here, which, um, we don't usually record on a Friday source. What's going on? Yeah, uh, what are the AFL doing? Well, why, why do well, they did this last year as well? The first six weeks of the season, Thursday night footy, you get excited. You have five days of footy basically. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's only four days. But uh, this <laughs> week, obviously, with the Anzac Day, you can understand why they may be going. You know, not having a, a Thursday night game because they don't want to stretch it out too much. But then you look at the AFL fixture. Next six weeks, Pez, no Thursday night footy. What, what the hell? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is it daylight savings just happened? I don't know. Is it too dark to play footy? Too dark <laughs> to play footy? That's the most ridiculous thing I'm trying thing to think heard. of some form of excuse because Thursday night I was stuck on the couch watching the NRL uh, last night, which I, I wouldn't have been doing. And I think a lot of AFL fans or a lot of sport fans actually did tune into uh, the NRL last night, the Rabbitohs and the Panthers, because there was, there was not much else on. And um, I think the AFL really lost a, a big viewership on the, on the Thursday night. It, it, I just don't get it, Pez. Like, you know, um, it was an easy victory last night for the NRL because, as you said, like I, I watched it. I had a couple of, you know, threw a couple of bucks on the, on the on the bunnies to to have a little bit of a keep the game close. And but but why is the AFL continually 
giving us this this great spectacle Thursday night. They, you know, their, their marquee game, they open the season on a Thursday night. The, the and crowd then after numbers haven't been down. But then after week five, it's like, oh, we're not going to do it anymore. Yeah. I, I just don't get it. All you need to do is you need to rotate where Thursday night's played. So you don't want to play it in Melbourne every yeah, week. Yeah, don't play it in Melbourne every week. Yeah. Play it in Adelaide some weeks, play it over in Perth some weeks, play it up at, at Brisbane. It, it works really well. So but you could get uh, a, you could get a couple of good, you know, like if you made Thursday night, for example, after week six or whatever it is, when obviously the Victorian fans are getting a little bit sick of it. So then you have your rolling, um, you know, your showdowns, for example. You have your Adelaide versus Port Adelaide on a Thursday night. Boom, packed house. You do your Brisbane versus Gold Coast. 90% of the people would be there for that. But do you know what I mean? Like you, there's ways to manipulate the fixture and who plays who that you I can still get crowd numbers there. I think it's proven that crowd numbers are still showing up on a Thursday But that night. has to be the so only reason that why, they're it. has to be. Why would they not do it? Because you're going to get high viewership as well wherever you are. So we love Thursday night footy here at Behind the Bound. We've said that a long time. It does make it a little bit trickier for us not knowing the teams when we uh, place our bets and things like that. But... Uh, we do love sitting down on a Thursday night, end of, the, th- end of the week, end of the working week pretty much because you've only got that one day to go and then it's uh, early knockoff on a Friday. Yeah, I mean, early knockoff on the Friday. I mean, not for everyone. No, yeah, for no. Some people have a full-time job, but yeah, uh, we yeah. can't just have the flexibility of not working Thursday or Friday. Uh, but, you know, as you said, watching Thursday night footy, like yesterday, it feels like a weekend. You're, all, you're sitting there, you have a couple of beers on the Thursday night, watch the footy, Friday at the water cooler, you're talking footy, you're talking about last night's game and the Friday night game. It, it's it's the way to do it, AFL. Get, you get your act together. Yeah, get your act together. We'll get our act together and we'll review uh, round five. There's no official review. And here we are, Sauce. Massive weekend for Huge. Behind the Boundary here with uh, some real, really great bets and, and some positive returns, which uh, we'll go through each individual one. And at, at the start of the week, Sauce, there doesn't seem to be many bets on our spreadsheet where you can get at Behind the Bound on Twitter. But by the end of the round, when you add all your little same game multis and you might get a bonus back and, and put the bets on it, it seems to get long, uh, longer and longer as the round goes on. So uh, there's a value to be had all throughout the, the round six as well. Definitely, Pez. And uh, last week it was, uh, I'm very, was very excited. On about Saturday afternoon, you and I were messaging back and forth. Very, very excited to talk uh, about our bet slip because, uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, Pez, the comeback story is so much better when you're down so, uh, so much more. And uh, not what we're trying to aim to lose, but coming into profit, round five, setting us up for the rest of the season, it's a, it's a good way to place to start. Yeah, a disappointing start and um, it, it comes down to a, a few results and you, you've made the wrong call. But yeah, it's, a, it's a long-term game and we're trying to get uh, profit long-term, which we've proven over the last five years with, with both turning over profit every single season. So let's do the same here. We started with Adelaide and Carlton and I had a couple of uh, bets in this one. Uh, completely read it wrong because Carlton ended up losing by 56 points and I had them... At the line, which I lost a unit on there, I also had a, a bonus bet on them from Ladbrokes, which needed them to win by a goal, so lost that one there. And then I had to get a bonus back because I had uh, Bo Keys for 15, Chera for 20, and Dawson for 20. All got up nice and easy and had Carlton plus 18 and a half. I thought, you know what? If they're going to lose, they're not going to lose by more than three goals, and they got smashed. So Absolutely smashed. I had to get a bonus but, uh, and win that back later in the week. Yeah, well, I, I had uh, I had two games. I actually said to you, Pez, I said I think Adelaide is uh, the, the the bet in this game. You can gather around and all that, but I didn't put my money where my mouth was, which uh, would have been good because you were excited about going to head-to-head. So yeah, it would have been nice. It Guarantees a win. Oh, I mean, I got an extra tip. <laughs> extra tip and that's about it. But I had Isaac Rankine, uh, three-plus goals, and he looked absolutely on fire. Kicking oh, the, in first, the first, first minute? First minute. And then he was not to be seen for the rest of the game, basically. Uh, so that uh, was a bonus bet, that lost. Uh, and then I had a three-leg same-game multi. Um, I had 20 disposals for Saar. He he, geez, he scraped in with that one. <laughs> uh, I had Rory Sloan, and uh, I think I was on the the wrong person there, Pez. I should have Definitely. been on uh, Dawson. Where on uh, Dawson? I was on Dawson <laughs> for for twenty, but I should have been in on him for twenty, and then him for thirty because he absolutely ripped it apart. So one leg fails, uh, I get my money back in a bonus bet for. I've got a two unit bonus bet uh, that I'm, I'm going to place this week. Oh, very nice. Uh, now I'm just going to go over my mixed multi that I had as a, as a bonus at Ladbrokes. It was paying two hundred five, so I needed Adelaide Carlton to be over one forty two. It was. I needed Brisbane and North Melbourne to be one over over one thirty two. It was Brisbane to win Essendon Melbourne over one twenty three, and then Geelong a race to six goals. So that paid two hundred five. So a lot of legs to get around, but pretty much all guaranteed and all won really easily. So I got that. Um, that stake back from the week before. Right, Pez, on to the, uh, where, where my weekend really started, Pez, was the uh, the Friday night uh, game, Fremantle versus Gold Coast. 
Uh, and uh, you gave me a little bit of flack last week on, on TikTok as well as obviously in, in the studio. I didn't give you any flack on TikTok. I don't comment <laughs> on that. You, you did, Pez. A lot of videos up there. In the studio, you give me a whole lot of grief. I said that it would be a high-scoring game. I had over 157.5. That got up very, very easily, even despite the weather. As I kept hearing that all week. Yeah. Oh, the weather, the weather, despite the weather. Despite the first half of the, um, well, yeah. the game. And, and we'll end on a positive, so we'll start with my negative because I had under 178. And I'm feeling good 15 minutes into the game because there's only a couple of goals kicked. I, I told you. Told and you. then it just goes bang, 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 bang. Um, and I had Fremantle to win as well in that, but it, it didn't happen. So I got a bonus bet back for that because, and the, as I said, the only reason I put the bet on is because you get a guaranteed bonus bet back if any legs lose. So so that was my one, lost the under, so I'll try and win that back later. Lost the under, and we've already spoke about the over with the over 157, so that hit pairs. And I was actually was out. I was actually at a comedy show. Uh, I was watching a mate of mine, Luke Benson. Make sure you go check him out. Uh, we've got a remaining three days of the, the comedy <laughs> festival, but uh, he was uh, quite good. And I messaged you just before, Aaron, because we are in the pub watching it. And I'm like, oh, I'm going back and forth about the over of this, whatever. And, you know, Anderson has a couple of, not shots at goal, but he was racking up the footy a lot. So then we were talking about it. And then I went into the the um, into the comedy and my phone's going nuts. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. And I'm thinking, oh, geez, he's, he's either kicked one or he's broken his leg or something. And you're just absolutely giving me flack. I get Bloody responded to me. I didn't know boom. what was going on. Two goals at uh, $3.30. I had two units on it, Pez. A huge profit of 4.6 units. So yeah. love and love. And if he hadn't kicked his first one, his second goal was like a snap from the boundary <laughs> line. Like it was a check side. It was an yeah, amazing went, went goal. Went back and watched it. I watched it a couple of times, actually. Yeah. It, was, it was nice. How good. So Noah Anderson uh, came through for you. Uh, two, two units on it uh, with the sports bet. It didn't need the no special there because it's just uh, profit city. I told you that last week. doesn't matter if all my legs lose. <laughs> 4.6 unit profit on that game. So that was absolutely huge on that Fremantle Gold Coast. Uh, and then we move on. You had the Richmond and Sydney game as well. Yeah, I did. Uh, and uh, I was watching this one and uh, as I said we were out and about so as I was getting home in the half time I had Callum Mills for 20 disposals he he, uh, he got that Jack Rewalt he kicked those two goals pretty early on so I was loving life and I was just sitting there with uh, Rioli and it got into the you know goes into the last quarter I think he was about you know 13 disposals yeah I think they took one off him as well at yeah. three quarter time yeah, actually you are right yeah. too went down yeah. to like 12 yeah that's right and then uh, you know there was about five minutes to go and he needed six I reckon he got five in a minute he got like five in a minute. It was so good. I, was, so I was sitting there in the Uber on the way back, Pez, watching. My girlfriend wasn't very happy with the, uh, the, the thing. She's like, why are you watching? The game's dead, you know? Like, And I'm like, I need this guy here to, to get, you know, five more, more touches. Boom, 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 your boom. Missus, your missus paying you um, to mention her or something, is she? No. no <laughs> The, the amount of mentions she's got well, just, last, just a pr- last couple of weeks. I'm just going to see if she's listening. That's what it is. <laughs> you know, I'm going to put some little trivia out there, little Easter eggs and see if she's actually listening. But either way, Pez, it was uh, Easter eggs for me, all the chocolates, because I got another two-unit win, Pez, 3.74 this time. So on Friday night, I was up, uh, what's that, uh, 8.2 uh, units? Yeah, 8.3 don't try units. and do quick maths, mate, but 287 <laughs> hit is uh, really, really good And then you. my whole weekend was set, Pez. All the, all the rest of my bets could lose, which they did, and... Uh, I was still up in the profit. Yep, yeah, and it was Friday night, you say. So Richmond, Sydney, I threw out a... <laughs> still got a whole the weekend, four days of footy to go. I threw out a live bet, and only because uh, it was a, it's a 12-up special on Neds, and it's the only thing that offered, because I, I was going to put it on Fremantle earlier, and um, I didn't have time to do that before that game actually started. So the Sydney Sydney $1.62 units profited uh, 1.2 units, and then we head into Sunday. We head into the Saturday. we head into the Saturday, and I didn't I didn't have anything down on, on the Saturday Pez. Um, I did have a couple of multis, uh, so I had Sydney, who you know the night before got up in the, the game against Richmond. I had Melbourne minus twenty three and a half Pez that didn't get up, and I had Geelong minus forty three and a half Pez. So I had no Saturday bets. Did you have any Saturday bets? Yeah, so Essendon Melbourne, the big clash that we spoke about before. Uh, where Essendon ended up winning by 27 points. So I had Melbourne minus 22 and a half, and I think 95% of tippers uh, absolute, uh, tipped Melbourne to win. But 99% of comments we got on TikTok actually <laughs> bet on Essendon, bet their house on Essendon to win. So we've got a lot of rich Essendon fans around. Um, I mean, that's yeah. why they live in Essendon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my one unit uh, lost there, and I... I tried to sneak a bonus bet with the over 113 and Melbourne plus 25, but it missed out by 1.5 points to get a bonus bet back there. But that's not what really hurt me. What really hurt me was I had a, a little bet down and it was in the Brisbane North Melbourne game. Uh, I had a multi, but I mixed it with another game as well. So I had Lockie Neal over 28.5 disposals. 
shoot it in easy. 20 disposals for Sheasel, who went off injured at 19. And I thought, oh, this is this is in trouble. But he came on and, and killed it. Dunkley uh, as well for 20. And 15 for Will Ashcroft. Now, after that, I just decided to add in, you know, a couple of legs because I thought, you know what, Melbourne to lead at three-quarter time and Melbourne ML puts the odds up something shocking and it went up to 378. So after the Brisbane game, I'm feeling really good because I'm like, have a look at this. I've got uh, 2.78 units coming back in and it didn't happen because uh, Melbourne just fell away and Essendon were too good. So that's the bet that hurt a lot more than the one unit uh, on the Melbourne line. Yeah, the Melbourne line absolutely killed uh, me as well, Pez. We had Melbourne to, to the you know just the money line in one of my multis. Uh, and then the bonus multi that I put down uh, from the week before, uh, Geelong minus 28 and a half, uh, which they got the job Absolutely. done pretty easy. Uh, but Melbourne minus 14 and a half. And uh, it was, they were one of the, obviously, the shorter sort of price favourites last week. Um, but as you said, um, them playing away from the MCG uh, really, really helped Essendon and you know, it, it, I wish all these Essendon supporters would have given us the hot tip beforehand and yeah, I would have adjusted yeah. my bet. Let us know before, please, because uh, <laughs> then we can uh, make some money along with you as well. But yeah. uh, Geelong West Coast, this was another one. And this is what I spoke about on the show last week, Source, but because it was so far away, we couldn't couldn't get it out there on TikTok, but it's always uh, up on Twitter at Behind the Bound. I, I had Geelong, I put a bonus bet on it, uh, over 121 or more points, and that was done by three quarter time. So you gotta love that. You gotta that love it. Love a three three quarter. Uh, you know, a bet where by the third quarter you're sitting there counting your dollars. You, you love that. It was really good. And then I did a, a Ladbrokes one as well. Chuck two units on this. So I did along over 110.5 because I spoke about teams against West Coast and their line, what it's going to be. I made the money on Melbourne the week before, and made the money here on Geelong. And if I decided to do Geelong's line at minus 52 and a half, I would have lost. So that was much better value, obviously, because results orientated business and more than 16.5 goals. So I just chucked that in there because if they didn't kick 17 goals source, they were going to struggle to get 111 <laughs> points. It was a very good bet, Pez. Uh, you know, we spoke about this before the show and uh, sorry, before you put the bet down on live out on Twitter and it, it's a great bet. You're right. You know, that, that over the, the goals um, is, is where the money's at because you're right. The, the line towards the end of the game, we see a lot. That fourth quarter, that backdoor cover happens away, quite yeah. often. So, yeah. you know, those big lines, you've got to be careful of because anything plus 40 the queues go in the rack they already start to look the next week they start to you know rest people throughout the game so they don't want to get injuries um, and that's going to happen a lot against West Coast so you know that that halftime line that third quarter cover that's where your money's at but that fourth cover just be really really wary yeah we'll speak about it with uh, Port Adelaide West Coast coming up but that does me for the round is that you for the round as well uh, the only one I had pairs was I spoke about it last week about the anytime goal scorer uh, for G- Jeremy Cameron uh, kicking a goal in every quarter and up until last week he'd done six 16 out of the 17 quarters. Sorry, was it 16 out of the 17? 15 out of the 16 quarters. Uh, but last week, uh, SD ruggled in the first quarter. And, uh, I mean, the, right on the right on the thir- first quarter siren, front on contact. And I was in the goal I'm, in, I'm in the car, screaming. Screaming, sitting there and watching in the car park. Because he was nowhere screaming. to be seen at the start of that quarter. No, nowhere. Nowhere. He was, he was heaps to be seen in the second quarter. Four goals. Four goals. And, and we spoke last week about the, the value quarter. being at four goals. And if you'd gone any higher, you would have been filthy as well. Because four in the second quarter and then didn't get any for the rest of the game. I was so. actually thinking you picked the wrong bloke because Hawkins looked like he was going to get it. He kicked a goal in every quarter. He kicked two in the second or third as well. And then he hardly touched the footy in the last quarter. There's a cue in the rack went away. And, and that's uh, the thing, the, yeah. The thing came in. So that's why it actually pays a lot more. And it's a little bit of a riskier bet. So $6.50. Oh, you t- tell you what, though, if what are you going to do? You said, you said it to me. It's a fun bet to follow, isn't oh, it? Oh, it is. <laughs> Even though it only lasted a quarter for us. But, 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 it was but obviously, very, if he, he hits it in the first one. quarter and then he hits it in the second, that third quarter, it's so much fun watching. Every time he's near the ball and, you know, it, it gives that little bit of extra Play interest. Ca- Gazacam. Jezcam. Jezcam, not Gaz. Jez. Round, round five results. I staked eight units in the end source and uh, had a profit of 2.45 units with an ROI of 30.6%. So I was very happy with round five. Yeah, me too, Pez. I had staked uh, eight for the round and returned 4.34 units. Uh, the biggest unit wins of the year for, for, for the pro- for the show for me. 54.25 uh, my return on investment. So for the year, I've staked 33 units and uh, returned 35. Point, uh, no, I haven't returned 35.8. <laughs> so in total, I've got 35.8, but uh, a 2.80 uh, return on profit. So. Look at you, Profit City over here. Uh, <laughs> We're all in the like green, that. all in the green. And after my um, round three, when I had uh, a lot of lot riding on Geelong v Gold Coast, I've staked 37 units uh, for the season and I'm down 2.11 units. So down 5.7% source. So uh, struggling. Last two weeks have been very profitable and I uh, want to continue that in round six and get in the green. Yeah, we definitely will. Let's uh, let's get straight into the bets at Pez. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small 
Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do you want do you want some as well? And I, I said... Straight into the, uh, the the bet slip, but not before we do the specials. Sinner takes a special and goes bang. Yeah, and as we know, when it gets to round five, round six, the specials kind of died down because they're trying to get everyone involved at the start of the season source. So Sportsbet have only got the Friday night game, uh, which is tonight Fremantle versus Bulldogs for the uh, the same game multi. So you've got to have a go at that. Bonus bet back up to 50 bucks. You, you've got to have $2 leg uh, $2 odds on that. Uh, Tab have three plus leg same game multi, one leg fails, but they've also got five plus leg same game multi and up to two legs can fail mm. um, and you get a bonus back. So I've actually taken advantage of that this week. So stay tuned for that. Ladbrokes have the same game multi as well, the three plus legs, one refund per day. So just be aware of that. If you already got a refund in an earlier game on a Saturday, you can't get one again from Ladbroke. So if that was the thing taking you over the line to bet that, just be aware of that. Neds have the 12-point-plus halftime head-to-head early payout uh, in tonight's game as well. And at Bluebet, I'm, I'm disappointed they got rid of the 12-plus for every game at halftime, but they've got Anzac Day 2-for-1. Now, betting on best on ground or Anzac Day medal isn't, very good for long-term profit because it's very hard to actually profit on. But $3 for either Nick Dacos or Darcy Parrish, one of them two, to win the Anzac medal. And if the Bombers don't tag Dacos, he had 42 last week, uh, he's, he's been playing really well. So $3 for that, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not going to take it. But if you are well inclined to do that and have a bit of a punt, there it is. It's one of those ones that the only way to make money is to to put the bet on mid game, uh, you know, and hope L- live betting. Live on it betting is, is the like only a way. To, Smith yeah, like that's the only way to really make some money on it because to, to put a best on, you, you're relying on so many factors, not just disposals or goals. Like there's a range of different things, big moments, key moments, like, and one moment in the fourth quarter, like you know, back to back goals or something like that can can swing the result instantly despite them probably not being the best on ground so be wary with that one Pez but uh yeah it's it's going to be a big round of footy Pez despite they're not being um despite they're not being any Thursday night footy so we, we start things off on uh, the Friday night game between which I think will be an absolute cracker Fremantle taking on the Western Bulldogs $1.80 favourites are the Dockers $2 outsiders the Doggies minus two and a half is in line over under one sixty four and a half. Yeah, I was, I was quite impressed with the Bulldogs over the three quarters last week away from home against Port Adelaide, and they just fell away in that fourth quarter. They were they were really good in the centre of the ground, and for some reason, Bontempelli moved forward, and Tim English wasn't involved in the centre bounces, so I wasn't sure if there was a niggling injury or they needed no, a rest just bad, bad coaching. Beveridge does that all the time. He wants well, to experiment with the markers all the time. English and Bontempelli, to move them out when they were dominating, it just didn't make any sense. They uh, curtailed Jack McRae. Libba did all he, all he could, but as we said, Marshall was able to get get them over the line. So over over there, Fremantle have a really good chance to to come back and you know try and salvage their season. But the Bulldogs really need to win as well. So it's a it's a really hot contested game of footy tonight. And what I've done is I've just gone uh, a sports bet same game multi because y- you have to have a go at it. If it does fail, just one leg, two legs doesn't matter. All, all legs, Pez. I'll I'll get a bonus bet back, which I will try and uh, win back as well. So. I'll put Jack McRae to get 25-plus. Uh, it's, a, it's a wide open space over there at Optus, and the, the wingers seem to get a lot of footy their source, and he's at $1.42 to do that. He missed out last week, but he was on track at three-quarter time. So I think they'll use McRae a lot on the outside. Um, he's missed twice this uh, year, yeah, round four against Richmond and round five against Port Adelaide. Both of those games involved a bit of wetness, a bit of rain. So hoping for that to hold off and McRae to get his 25-plus. This next player, this next leg, this is one that's really interesting. So James Aish, okay, he's got, and this is in order of rounds, 18 disposals, 29, 31, 17, and 16 last week. Now, the two spikes there, 29 and 31, both games at Optus Stadium source. So they used him a lot on the outside as well. So I've got him down to get 20 plus. It's a little bit of a value bet because it's up at $1.74. What I really do like, I really like him for 15 plus if you, you're well inclined to put that in your multis, but I've gone for a bit of a punt. $1.74, James H 20 plus, and I've just added in uh, under 190.5. Usually night games over at Optus Stadium don't go you know, over 190, over 200 points. So I've just put that in to boost it up a little bit, and that gets 262. If I didn't put that in, 
It's about $2.30 with just the two disposal players. Both sides have not gone over 190 in the last three games played at this ground. It's been 133, 158, and then the last one, 118. So it's been well off. Well off, Pez. And, um, you know, obviously you're thinking that Fremantle are going to win this game. Is, is that the sort um, of way your bet's going? Or Look, if it was with the 12-up special and I had to put a unit on it, I'd be, I'd be punting on the dogs to win. Oh, really? Yep. That's very interesting. I mean, I think... That is really interesting, actually, because I actually think that this is a you know a must win for both teams. I think that it's a, it's a really tough uh, tough spot for the dogs coming back from Adelaide last week. They've got to travel over to Perth again this week. Um, it's it's a, the seven day break, obviously, but you put in there the travel time as well. Um, Fremantle, you know, they have won seven of the last nine against the dogs at home, and the Dockers are nine and five at home over the past two seasons. The dogs away from home last two seasons six and nine, so they're, they're not a very good travelling side. We know that they've had some big famous victories over at um, Optus Stadium or SBS Stadium or whatever you want to call it. Well, this is where we are. But uh, <laughs> I've gone a three-leg same-game body. I think Fremantle get the job done here. Um, I've gone three legs, uh, and I think it's going to be controlled mostly in that sort of middle, and then I've put a dogs player in that sort of back line coming off the back. So I've gone uh, Jago Miro to get 15 or more. Uh, Twenty-six. He's done it 23 times out of the last 26 and nine of the last 10. I've got Jordan Clark uh, to get 15. He's done it 26 out of the last 29 and uh, 10 of the last 10. Both of those players, if you look at sports best disposals today, eight and a half. So like that's roughly where their over-under line is. So they should get those. And my probably riskier leg is Caleb Daniel to get 20 or more disposals. So coming off that back line, uh, he's done it uh, 18 of the last 24 and 8 out of the last 10. But I think that the way that Fremantle shut down the game, the doggies are going to have to be a little bit cautious. He's an excellent kick of the footy, we know. They're going to be used, you know, travelling the ball by foot. I believe he gets the job done. So two units, $2.05 with sports bet special. Yeah, uh, you, you take that if you you need to do that. But I think Alex Keith as well, to, to add on to my point about the Bulldogs, I think that tips me over the line to abs- uh, actually tip the dogs because I think he shores up their defence really well. Okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, I don't mind your, your James H tip there as well, Pez. Looking through sports bet there, to him to get 20, um, his line is at 21.5. So if you, you what you say a dollar seventy four he was for twenty yeah so fifteen uh, I don't have it off the off the top what he is but uh, to get fifteen disposal I think is really good value to to put that in a multi if you can make it two bucks and get the bonus special with it especially with sports bet you have a bit of a play with it Pez because you know as as we've talked about many times that <laughs> it's a free hit basically because you just have to. I mean you put a bet down and you don't get it then you I mean he's a dollar fourteen he is. For fifteen or more disposal, so, so he's gone down. Since he's gone down a yeah. heap. He was dollar twenty three or something. But like you put that. him in there with one other risky one, it brings it up about a dollar eighty. You know, put him in there with uh, either of the teams to win, and you're over that two dollar mark. So you're uh, loving it. All I'm going off is those two games at Optus Stadium this year, twenty nine and thirty one. Wide open space. He's got more space to move. That, that's why they give him the footy, and hopefully that happens for me tonight. Hopefully it does, Pez, for the podcast. We can start the, the Friday night uh, victory and set our round up. All right, let's get into the Saturday um, afternoon game. Port Adelaide taking on West Coast. Dollar five favourites are Port Adelaide, the uh, shortest of the round. $9.50 West Coast. And as we spoke about, Pez, this line has uh, reached out a little bit. 51.5 it's at yeah, uh, already. Yeah. Bigger than what Geelong's line were against them last week. Port Adelaide are front runners. Yeah, so uh, Port Adelaide at home again. uh, I've said for the last two weeks, look at the line of the team that is playing West Coast. And the line, I found the best one, which was 114.5. Sitting at $1.89 at Bet365. Other bookies had it at 115 when I was having a look last night, Source. So what, the the, the team total points for Port Adelaide? Yep. Yep. So for just Port Adelaide. Uh, I thought you were talking about the line. I'm like, 115, no, no, no. that's a terrible line. So, <laughs> don't, don't jump on that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to go there because I can't really trust Port Adelaide to, you know, put the foot to the throat and, and continue to do that to West Coast here. But what I am going to do is I'm going to have a look at a player to kick multiple goals because it happens a lot against West Coast. And we had three Geelong players kick four plus goals last week. So I'm looking at two players, obviously. You've got Marshall and you've got Finlayson and Dixon is out. So it helps both of them. To kick multiple goals. All over our man, Marshall. I hope you're all over Marshall. No, please. I'm not. I'm, I'm going away from Disgrace. him. Because Disgrace. His odds are a lot better than Finlayson. But I think Finlayson can get the job done. He's played 89 games. And 16 times he's kicked three or more in those 89 games. Last time they played against West Coast, both Marshall and Finlayson both kicked five. Yeah. So it was a massive win. Um, as I said, no Dixon. Forwards have to take advantage. I've gone Finlayson to kick three plus goals. $2.50. 
but I haven't just gone that by itself because I want a little bit of insurance. So I've gone with Ladbrokes, the, the bonus special, three plus legs. So the other leg I've put in is Finlayson, anytime goal scorer, and uh, Port Adelaide to win, which okay. I think will happen. Yep. Um, both $1.06, dollar dollar $1.05. But the only reason I've put them in there is just to get just that to, little insurance. So if Finlayson kicks one or two and Port Adelaide win, I'll definitely get a bonus bet. But if he kicks three plus and Port Adelaide win, that's where I get it. And it sits at $2.64. So it pushes it up a, a little bit, and I'm happy with that one. Yeah, you would be, Pez. That's a that's a nice little bet to Finlay some watch. Finlay some watch. I'm a bit disappointed you haven't gone with Marshall though. Our man Marshall. We, you know, it, it seems it seems too easy to have a have a look at that. Oh, it seems too e- a, seems too easy to win. Just does got it? a little. <laughs> no, I've got a little bit of feeling. Maybe he won't be the the main target, but okay. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I I agree. I think Port Adelaide are, are front runners. Uh, definitely. Um, I like what you were saying about the line. Uh, they, they both t- uh, last couple of times that they've beaten uh, West Coast, they've just smashed the line in, and the last couple of times they've been been no good. And Port Adelaide. Um, they've hit a nice little uh, patch since they played the, the Swans. They've got a little bit of a soft draw coming into a tougher draw. Um, they need to get these wins. I think in two weeks they play the Saints, and that's where they're, they're start, the test will start to, to happen. They need to get the reps under the leg. I've gone a three-leg same-game multi. Dan Houston, he was incredible last week. He had 15 or more disposals. He'll get that pretty easy pairs. Last 10, he's missed it once, and that one time was 14. Uh, up until then, 25 of the last 26. So absolutely gets that you know, money for jam every single every time. And then I've also gone Ryan Burton to get 15. Um, he takes 70% of their kick-ins pairs. And I think West Coast, being watching them last week, they rushed that ball going to that forward line. They've only got really Oscar Allen as that, that main sort of target there. Uh, I think they can actually get, um, you know, he can get a lot of those, uh, a lot of the, the kick-ins. 70% of the time, as I said, he takes it. But 100% of the time he plays on <laughs> and, and he gets an easy little free little touch. So him to get 15 or more pairs, he's just about $1.30 on its own. So that, that's brilliant sort of uh, money for me. Uh, and then I've gone the alternate handicap, minus 35 and a half. So I think that they, they put out get the job done they probably push over that 40 mark uh, we do talk about that last quarter being a little bit wary with that uh, line coming in that's why i shorten the line from 50 down to 35 and give myself about 15 points to play with two dollars 16 with neds one unit on that one pez there you go all right well you can take that and what's the, the the weight under the leg are you doing deadlifts or something what's that you said something about the weight under the leg what do you mean yeah i don't know that's why i'm asking you <laughs> the weight under the leg yeah before you started speaking about dan houston i didn't want to interrupt you but I don't know what you're talking about, did I? Yeah, that's what, that's <laughs> what you said. So I'm just wondering what it, what it means. Deadlifts, just say deadlifts. Yeah, deadlifts, that's exactly what I mean. The weight under the leg, you know. Oh, like weight under the leg, like uh, they, I don't know. Yeah, that was a, it was a weird weird one, so I had to just ask. Thanks for pointing it out. Thanks for making oh, me well, look I absolutely stupid. Or else yeah, I would have, would have forgotten about yeah, it. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, Twilight Saturday. Yeah, cool. All right, let's get on to GWS taking on Brisbane. Um, Brisbane will want to get their weight under the leg for the next game. Uh, $1.32 favourites are the Lions. GWS coming in outside of $3.30. Minus 20.5 is the line. Over under 172.5 pairs. I'm not going to try and make my conversation any more engaging and put a little uh, acronyms or not acronyms, sorry, little uh, antidotes in there. I'm just going to let you talk, Pez. Tell us uh, how the Lions get the job done against the Giants. Yeah, well, they they should get the job done the Giants are going to try their best to compete for as long as they can Brisbane about a dollar 30 so if you're going to have them you know in some form of multi you can do that I think Lockie Neal is a little bit of value at three dollars 40 for most disposals because GWS do give uh, a lot away to star midfielders uh, well not only that they're they're the 17th team for for clearances and Brisbane are the top team for clearances so So they they Polar opposites and Lockie Neal, he I think he had 11 last week clearances and he'll dominate this week yeah so 340 I'd yeah, I'd expect it to be $3 or two ninety or something like that. So there's something around there if you wanted to have a look at that. I, I haven't put anything down because Brisbane, looking at the goal kickers, they're a very hard team to do. They've got a lot of players sitting at the $7, $9, $14, but it's so hard to pick who's going to fire that day. So uh, I've stayed away from it for this game and I, I possibly might put something out when the over-under markets are released because you've got players like Lockie Neal, like Will Ashcroft, who are going to be in the middle. You've got Dunkley as well, who... This might be a Possession City game, uh, but I want those markets to be out before I do anything. Yeah, so you, you're holding there, but you're probably looking for a disposals sort of play? Or? Yeah, I just want the individual player over-under markets to be out because on Sportsbet at the moment, it's just, you know, 15 plus, 20 plus, 25. I want the individual 28.5s and 
things yeah. like that. Because you'd be hitting the over for most of those, wouldn't you? But yeah, you select a few players, you might choose three, and you might get some pretty yeah. good odds to. Well, you s- you put two of, of them together, you're sitting about a, what's that three three sixty or something like that? I think it is three eighty. Um, I've gone a three leg same game multi pairs. Um, two of mine are all are based around the you know Brisbane being the top clearance side and and. Uh, GWS just giving away the clearances. They, they, as I said, they sit 17th in clearances and uh, number one for, for giving away, which is it's an odd stat because okay. they give away the most, but they are seven, sitting 17th. So I don't know how that works, but must be the opposition, um, you know, the way that they give it away or whatever. I'm not really sure. Uh, so I've gone uh, three leagues, as I said, 15 or more disposals for your man, Will Ashcroft. Um, you know, he's top four in clearances for for the um, for Brisbane. He's number third, uh, third best contested player. As well there, so I think he gets a lot of that sort of stuff. Now, I say this every week about Will Ashcroft. Favorite, easily my favorite player to watch in the AFL. His touch, like oh, in that, so elite. that millisecond that he has when he gets the ball and he's about to be tackled, I reckon he's the best in the league at it. Yeah, and he's you know took a little took a little time to get going. That slow slow start in terms of you know accumulating possessions, but that touch around the ball, he looks elite already, and he's you know starting to find his place in that midfield. There's a lot of talk about Sheasel. Um, taking over him for the rising star. I'd still have Will Ashcroft over him because he plays a harder position in the midfield and the impact that he's had with that Brisbane midfield has been elite. And I know Sheasel's played really well at halfback. It's easier to get possessions there. He takes a lot of kickouts. But I think for impact-wise um, and teams wins, Ashcroft above uh, Sheasel for mine. Yeah, well, when also when North Melbourne start to fade away a bit, they them having those three easy victory, three early victories, you know, sitting two and uh, two and one early on, and sitting top of the table, that also boosted the Sheasel market. So um, it's a good time to jump in actually because both of them had um, sort of you know reasonable sort of quiet games, but. The, the, the better thing about um, Will Ashcroft is it was a quiet game, but you definitely realised that he saw his place. He knew his game plan, that fine touch around the ball, good place to jump in for rising star pairs, even that future betting. Anyway, so I've gone with three players, uh, and two of the Brisbane players are the high-clearance players. So I've gone with Will Ashcroft to get 15, Josh Dunkley to get 20. He, he sort of seems to be doing that week in, week out. And then I've gone, uh, and I have to give props out to, to Trendy, so the uh, you know, at Trendbetter on Twitter. Um, he put out a stat earlier in the week on Monday. He put a play out for uh, Xavier O'Halloran, so for GWS. He had 14 last week. To get him 15 plus, you picked up him early in the week at 235. So Tom Green being out with that suspension. Last time um, he was out, so Tom Green, um, O'Halloran had 23 last year. Okay. So 23, the only time he was out last year, missed one game. And O'Halloran stepped in, boom, 23. And then the year before, the only times that O'Halloran went over 20 disposals, Tom Green was out both times, 21 and 22. So um, I originally did jump on uh, because of Trini, but then I looked a little bit further into the stats and I think it absolutely screams value. If him to get 15, it's now come into a dollar 80. Oh, they they get crunched. They get absolutely crunched. As soon as he posts something. You can get some real value pairs at him for 20 disposals. It sits at four bucks. So I'm actually really, really considering putting half a unit on there just for just for a little play because the, the numbers all stack up. The three times he hasn't done it, boom, he's hit over 20. Um, but obviously there's going to be some other players go through that midfield as well. So that's why I'm just sticking the 15. Three legs with that one pairs, 375 on Sportsbet. And I've put my bonus unit, uh, one unit from last week, oh, $25 okay. so on that one. You chuck that in, cool. Uh, and then we head to GMHBA Alphabet Stadium Alphabet on Saturday Stadium. night. <laughs> Alphabet Stadium. And this is a really interesting one, Pez. Geelong make their way back home with the, the new redevelopments there. $1.39 favourites are the Cats and Sydney coming back, trying to look for some revenge after grand final day. Two ninety two outsiders. Minus 16.5 is the line. That is creeping out, Pez. At the start of the week, that was sitting at 11.5. It's already jumped up five points, which is pretty massive. Over under, 170.5, Pez. I'm really cautious about this one, being a Geelong supporter. I think that the form that Geelong's playing at the moment has been pretty inconsistent and Sydney looked really good early against some poor teams. It's going to be a test for both teams to, to switch it on, I think. Yeah, uh, the, the odds here are a bit strange. So, as you said, uh, Geelong $1.39 and Sydney up there, but I don't like either side and I don't like the line in this one. So I've gone completely different to that. Sydney, you know, against Melbourne at the MCG, they lost by 50 points. So is it a travel away from home thing? What is it? Uh, Who's going to be the the better midfield? Who's going to get more opportunity going forward? 
I've got some disposals. I've put. I've actually put together a five-leg same-game multi, which I don't usually do, but I've gone with the tab special. So if two of these fail, I can get a bonus bet back. Uh, but five-plus legs. I've gone Jake Lloyd to get 20-plus. His lowest this year was 21, and that was against Melbourne when they destroyed them by 50 points. So uh, if Geelong do win, like the odds say they will, the ball will be down there a lot. He'll take a lot of kickouts. They'll use him uh, the way they play through the back line. So 20-plus should be good for him. Callum Mills, 15-plus. His lowest of the year is 19 He's got 21-plus in every other match uh, so far. Zach Tui to get 15-plus. He only got 14 against West Coast, but the ball just wasn't down there enough, especially in that second quarter. So I think uh, the same thing with Lloyd. They like to do with Tui down the other end. Now, he had a shocker, uh, whichever game that was uh, <laughs> off, off, the top of, off the top of your head. I can't remember, Hawthorne. round one or two. Hawthorne. Oh, no, round one or two against the Gold Coast. Yeah, so absolute shocker for Tui. In, uh, yeah, he hasn't, been, play, he hasn't been playing good footy actually this year. No, so I, I think he can get to 15 and Nick Blakey to get 15 plus as well. He's got 19 twice and that's his lowest for the season. And then uh, McDonald uh, for Sydney, anytime goal scorer this season in round order. He's kicked two, five, one, two, one. What is he going to kick in round six? Hopefully a goal. Altogether, that's $2.05. So a lot of legs to get to the $2.05. But if two of them fail, I can get a bonus back. Bonus bet, Pez. Uh, well, hopefully hopefully you get that, uh, you know, pull that out the victory, Pez. Just, just like hopefully the, the Cats do. Just get the win. Don't worry about all the bonuses and all that sort of rubbish. Just get the win. Um, I'm steering clear with this one, Pez. Uh, if I'm doing anything, I'm actually probably leaning the Sydney line. And, um, you know, that's hard to say as a pretty passionate Geelong supporter. But that's, I think that's, that's rare like, from you. I think that's where the money is. I think minus 14 and a half. Um, you know, if last time Sydney played uh, Geelong last year, they actually they knocked them off. And I think it's uh, three out of the last – no, sorry, two out of the last five times playing at Alphabet Stadium. You know, obviously recognising where both these football clubs have been over the last 10 years, uh, Sydney have actually done the job there. So it's, it's, it, it, the ground suits them. And I say this when Geelong are playing up in the SCG, not when they're playing at uh, ANZ Stadium, but, you know, SCG, that, that suits them as well. A similar sort of ground dim- dimensions. Um, but, yeah, I'm steering clear for this one, Pez, being a little bit cautious. And probably my heart's probably screaming out because of how Geelong's been playing. But, uh, you know, just to be cautious and not throw my money away. But uh, go Cats either way. All right, let's get on to the Sunday game. Uh, we head to Utah Stadium, Hawthorne taking Adelaide. Uh, Hawthorne returning there. So it's been a little while since they've played at Utah Stadium, but they're coming back there. A huge deal being released over there with the uh, the huge talks of uh, a Tasmanian team coming in. So they're just getting all their sponsorship in there. They're just doing all the right things. Too many teams. Too many teams. I'll get rid of St Kilda then. All right. So Hawthorne come in as the outsiders, 375. The Crows, 126. Minus tw- Oh, Jesus, <laughs> a frog in my throat then. Uh, minus 23 and a half is the line over under, yeah, 173 yeah, and a half. Yeah, have a good I'm, having a, I'm having a good show, aren't I? Um. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, I think you kicked me under the desk now. Uh, so. This one, um, Utah Stadium, you just don't know. 375 for the Hawks. Uh, they, they can't put consistent four quarters together. We know that they don't really want to win or the, you know, the higher-ups at Hawthorne really want that number one pick. Adelaide uh, seem to be everyone's pick for, you know, uh, to compete for top four and things like that. I saw them earlier in the year against GWS where they were just a little bit inconsistent. But on, uh, was it Thursday night or Friday night against Carlton? Thursday. Geez, did they kick bullets around? And that's come from Jordan Dawson, the captain and the CEO and the um, <laughs> owner of Adelaide. He, he kicks absolute gems. They, go, they don't go above, you know, five metres or uh, ten metres off the ground and just go directly where they need to go. I know Carlton weren't really defending, but the way they were bulleting that ball around, if they can move the ball like that against Hawthorne, Geez, they'll have some easy shots at goal. But uh, $1.26 is too low for me. Uh, not enough information for the Sunday. You, you tip Adelaide easily here. But you just uh, I can't find any value in it at the moment. No value in that one, Pez. Uh, I disagree. I think there's heap of value with there. Um, I think that Adelaide get the job done. Last time Adelaide played at uh, Utah Stadium, they kicked, oh, here we they go. kicked 200 points. Did you know that? 200? 200 in terms of scoring. Like, you know, absolutely piled Wait, it's on. with the other team? With the other oh, team. I was going to say, it's just Adelaide. <laughs> no, not just Adelaide on the own. Um, but it, it's they've, they've been one of the highest um, scoring teams at Utah Stadium over the last couple of years. Well, the last 10, 15 years of the way they've been using it. York Park used to be what it was called, Pez. I was trying to, just a little bit of information for you. I was trying to find the stats on the venue and trying to work out what was going on. But Trying to impress um, the Tasmanians. Trying yours. to impress the Tasmanians there. Um, I, I think this game is going to be actually a high-scoring game, I think, as you said, those bullets going around the ground um, really favour Adelaide. Um, Hawthorne don't want to win. They may keep the game close for three quarters, but I think that Adelaide are in a good spot. It's another victory that they can easily rack up. You know, they're on that... um, 
you know, they're, they're coming. You know, they're, they're, a lot of people have been talking about the comparisons between them and the 2017 Richmond side when they started to sneak up the ladder. I don't think it's quite them, but the, the style of football they're playing is the same. You know, a couple of no-name forwards, Isaac Rankine going in there. I am absolutely struggling today, Pez. Isaac Rankine going into that forward line, really, you know, boosting up the the... the Different ways they can hurt you. Tex Walker, Fogarty, him, you know, those midfielders Isn't coming Fogarty, through. He's the best he's the best kick in the league set shot. Yeah, extra long player. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but Adelaide's last games, uh, last eight games over this season, obviously last season, um, a streak of five away games where they've gone over the total. Uh, and all five of those games, or sorry, all eight of those games, over 189. Uh, and Hawthorne's average uh, total at the Utah Stadium hits over the 166. So the last 10, 15 years that they've played there, uh, over the 166 pairs. I've gone an alternate total points line, over 164.5. I've gone with Ben Keyes, your man, to get 15 or more disposals. Uh, I think he gets that job done. Hey, you know, we, we can go through the stats, but 25 of the last 27. On fire with that one, um, and in a new role as well. So moving away from that midfield, yeah, he looked forward. He looked, role. Oh, he kicked kicked a couple of beautiful snags <laughs> in that first quarter. He looked really good. I've gone Jordan Dawson, our man, Adelaide's man. The the you know the the reigning. Uh, Jeezy's um, price is dropping, isn't it? It's so it's getting so low. But I've gone with him for 20 or, 20 or more disposals. We, we know what he's done. Uh, and I've gone Rory Led for 25-plus disposal pairs. thought you were going to say Sloan then. No, because I, I backed the wrong Rory last week. <laughs> that was my uh, issue. I said that to you in a text. So I've gone one unit pairs uh, with Ned's $2.09. So quite low odds for, for four legs, but uh, I it's, like the value in that one. What happens these days with all these low disposal odds and things like that? And um, you could get Dawson for $1.25-plus a couple of, a couple oh, of weeks great. ago. He's down to what dollar eleven? Dollar eleven. It's it's pretty terrible sort of odds for him to be getting uh, twenty or more. I thought you were going to go. I was just checking uh, on Sportsbet there. Ranking to kick two plus goals is a dollar fifty nine. To kick three two not two dollars ninety against that Hawthorne defence. Don't mind that one. Oh, yeah. I'm not putting it on. But uh, <laughs> all right, let's get on to. Um, I mean, I'm, we can probably skip this game if you want, Pez. Carlton versus St Kilda. Not really much to talk about. Two dollars ten. Um, favorites are the blue. Uh, sorry, outsiders are the Blues. St Kilda a dollar seventy five. Favorites minus three and a half is the line over under one sixty and a half. Pez. I spoke to you about this in the pre-show. I'm I'm a little bit. Um, not sure about this game. Obviously, if you go on form, you think that um, St Kilda and the form they've been in that they get the job done, but. Carlton have been, uh, you know, top four aspiration side. I've actually been, you know, raving on about Carlton for the last two seasons now. I'm surprised that they're sitting outsiders at $2.10. Yeah, well, they didn't start outsiders, by the way. Earlier in the week, they were favourite. But this is, a, you know, probably one of the games of the week. First versus fourth. Uh, Carlton need to bounce back. And St Kilda did lose as well. So they need to come in and do something as well. But I think because Ahmed Saad is out with an injury... I think that hurts Carlton a little bit. I was really the reason I tipped Carlton against Adelaide last week was all because of uh, Carlton's forward line, but their defence with Weedering and holding that up. But they didn't seem to man anything up. And I think if St Kilda play the same way that they did last week and just you know force Carlton to bomb it in long like they did against Adelaide, they can really defend and really run the other way. They've got Wilkie and Howard who will take care of uh, Mackay and Kerner, so they'll be you know tagged to them. And go from there. Steele coming back in. I don't know if it's, you know, underdone or first game, but he really makes that, that midfield a lot stronger as well. But because Caminiti's suspended and he's gone out, I think uh, Tim Membry will have to come in uh, somewhat. He didn't play too well in the VFL last week, but they need that focal point or they need that target up forward because they've gone the little mosquito fleet at the moment <laughs> with the, the smalls putting in the, uh, the pressure and kicking the goals. So... Uh, it'll be a very defensive game for St Kilda. It'll be interesting to see how Carlton respond, but uh, nothing from me. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this one. Yeah, it's definitely the game of the week, Piers. Uh, nice Sunday afternoon time slot. You, you'd be loving that one. Um, I'm really unsure about that. I guess if I'm looking from a, a value point of view, I, I don't mind Carlton, 1-39, 255. Um, I, I'm, I asked you about the, the forwards and when I was listening to the radio in the week about who plays on who, I liked your vision of planning of attack of, you know, who the who goes to who. And um, But I don't know if that's what's going to pan out, so I'm a little bit worried that, you know, the Carlton forwards can get off the leash a little bit. And, you know, if um, Harry Mackay's kicked four goals in the last four or five at Marble and then Kerno, he's kicked four in all of his games the, the last yeah. two years. So, there, so, so the listeners know what you're talking about. I said I would put Wilkie on Mackay because Mackay usually stays closer to home and Kerno's up the ground at the 70 metre mark. And you want Wilkie to be that uh, solid defender down there. He's really good one-on-one. And Dougal Howard can get a little bit exposed one-on-one. So you'd prefer him losing the contest 60, 70 metres out to Kerno. 
than 30 metres out Harry Mackay where he just, you know, does that left foot snap and, and kicks some goals. So that's what I'm hoping for and looking for. We'll see what Ross the Boss thinks. Ross the Boss thinks, and it'll be very interesting there, Pez, what happens. You'll have uh, the right answer. <laughs> because I think that's it's, it's a crucial matchup, and obviously a lot of work will go into that forward line and trying to defend for St Kilda. And if they can do it, then they put themselves at a great shot. But I'm, I, I have reservations about that back line. I think there's a range of different you know injuries out with Carlton at the moment that give St Kilda that little bit of edge. Oh, but one, one other forward that's impressed me for Carlton, Corey Durden. Yeah. He is a very opportunistic player, and he just knows the right spot to be in. Uh, so I think St Kilda needs to put in some time to that because if they do bomb at him forward and the ball hits the ground, I think Durden is uh, a very good goal sneak. Yeah, they, they, as I said, they, they've looked really good, that forward line. Um, I saw it firsthand against against Geelong and you know they were disappointing against Adelaide last week outside of that first quarter, but as soon as that first quarter went, they sort of just scored at will for that second and third quarter and obviously you know the game had already taken the air out of it. That fourth quarter, they you know Adelaide kicked away a bit, but I like the value at probably 1-39. to 39. 255 for, for Carlton um, But I think if you go either way Carlton or St Kilda The game's not blowing out You get $2.23, $2.50 for both sides So um, that's where I'd be leaning pairs But uh, no official bet for me in this oh, game. We'll see if you put something out on Twitter At Behind the Bound on Sunday We head to HBS Source mm-hmm, We do Heritage Bank. Heritage Bank. Uh, the Gold Coast Suns, where they've got the, the music going and the chimes in the background every time a goal's... Uh, doo, 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 doo. Oh, yeah, it gets, <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? Especially when there's, like, no crowd there as well. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> would have been a deafening sound there last <laughs> week. And we've, we've been now piling in on those first two uh, first two quarters. Gold Coast taking on North Melbourne, of course. $1.22 favourites are the Suns. North Melbourne, four thirty five minus minus twenty four and a half is the line. And the over-under, 164.5. Pez... I mean, this used to be this used to be the the Covenant uh, wooden spoon battle, but uh, North Melbourne have been shown some promising signs this year, and Gold Coast. Well, I mean, they're the same team as they were when they entered the league, just aiming for that eighth spot. But what happens in this game? Well, a very important player to Gold Coast is Jared Witts, and he's named to come back in, so that's very important for them. Jai Simkin got an injury last week as well, so he'll be out for North Melbourne. But $4.35 is way too big a price for North Melbourne. But I spoke about it earlier in the show. Gold Coast tend to play a decent first half. They were a draw with Essendon 72 all at three-quarter time and then fell away. So I'd be looking. I'm not putting anything down yet because it is too far away. But I'm looking at something in the second half line for a North Melbourne plus. So North Melbourne, you know, plus 11.5 or something in the second half or maybe even third quarter only. Uh, something along those lines. So just want to see the final teams. Uh, Jared Witts will make a huge difference to to that anyway, but $1.22 for a side like Gold Coast that you can't trust to hold a lead, even if they get a hold of you early, uh, it's way too low. It is a really interesting one, that one, Pez. Uh, I was just trying to find the, the line for, for you. Like third third quarter only is plus six and a half for North Melbourne, $1.89. Yeah, so something along there. Yep. Yeah, uh, but I think I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. Four, 430 is a, a huge price for, for North Melbourne, considering that they've been in pretty good form this year and they've had probably more of a consistent, well-rounded football to take out you know, a quarter the, here and there. The 75 points last week hurts. Yeah, but there was only one. That was only one quarter of footy. That was that second quarter where, where Brisbane piled it on. Otherwise, they've been pretty pretty well rounded. And I think the plus twenty four and a half is actually a nice little line there for North Melbourne, as you said. Gold Coast struggling to put fourth quarters together as well, or halfway during the second quarter when Gold Coast are leading by three goals. You jump, can get jump plus, on the plus 40 and a half, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And that's probably what I'll look at doing, Pez. I'm doing no uh, uh, no official bet here. I'd be leaning the plus 24 and a half. I don't mind that action, the, the third third quarter plus six and a half, or as you said, the half the second half only uh, line. I was looking at some, uh, some other bets. You know the quarter by quarter leader? Yeah. And you're very tempted to go, you know, Gold Coast to lead at quarter time, Gold Coast to lead at half time, and then North Melbourne, North Melbourne. And it's somewhere around, uh, I think, I don't know if you find it, $34 or something like that. I won't be able to find it that fast, Pez. I, I can barely get the normal I think it's $34. So if you, you wanted to have a, a, a real gamble, uh, something like that. Yeah, $34 is definitely a real gamble, Pez. But no official play for us in that. Uh, but there's some good advice in terms of that live But If you're watching and they get out to a bit of a lead there, depending how North Melbourne are obviously playing, because they don't seem to be a team so far that's dropped their heads. They seem to keep battling and pushing and they're well coached. Jump on that live uh, second quarter slash third quarter line. All right, we jump on to the Monday football pairs. Probably one of the reasons that we don't have a game on the Thursday night. But yeah, it's okay for this round. That's what I'm saying. This okay. round's fine, but the next seven weeks, disappointing. All right, Melbourne taking on Richmond. This will be at the G. This will be an absolute classic. A dollar thirty favourites are the D's. Tigers 
absolutely hit with uh, injuries. 355 outsiders, minus 23 and a half is the line, over under 174. Yeah, they're, they're struggling. Like, they, they were in that game as well last yeah, week. They really were. And then they just fell away. Like, Rewalt stood up, kicked four goals. Uh, Shy Bolton tries to do everything he can to try and get that side going, but it just didn't happen. Jaden Short may come back in this week. We thought he was in last week, but he didn't end up playing. So, he'll be in. Spargo got an injury last week, and they're looking to make some changes. Max Gorn on that on that ins list is an interesting one as well to get the Gorn and Grundy back. And I think Grundy will be looking at a lot of film this week on how to defend his man if his man goes inside the forward 50 you know how to defend him don't stand 15 meters away from him <laughs> that, that would be a start but maybe follow him yeah, uh, yeah the identify tig- who your man is the tigers probably one of the most inconsistent teams this year they kicked what nine in the nine in a row against the dogs in the the second quarter the other week and then they ended up losing the game that you had last week where they you know came back into the game and then just fell away and lost by 44 points in the end to Sydney. So you just can't trust anything with uh, Richmond at the moment. The teams look like there's going to be a lot of changes. So we'll wait and see what the changes are and see what the price is. But a dollar thirty, a bit low from from Melbourne. You know, travelling back, they're they're a lot better side at the MCG and they should get the job done against Richmond. But uh, Richmond do have that fight and they can pile on the goals really quickly. Yeah, you think? You mean Rich- Melbourne last week looked. Pretty untidy, unclean, you know. But the, their their stars still got their their stats, you know. With Gorn coming back in, that'll be a big improvement. You can you can start to that experiment again more, you know, which we we said was a pretty successful experiment. The, the two ruckmen, um, you can now have that sort of flexibility in the ruck. Richmond, who's going to be named? Like it, it, they're strapped with injuries. It's too early f- to make a call with this one. I would probably, be, only on stats alone, pairs be leaning Melbourne 1-39. The last seven out of the eight uh, Richmond losses that they've had have all been 1-39. So that's, they, they sort of keep it close. They hang around enough because they do have enough talent there to sort of keep the job done. But they, they need the reps in these players to play together to, to integrate, you know, Taranto and to integrate... Um, uh, who's the other bloke? Hopper, right, to get them integrated in there, and, and you know, but they just haven't had the the cattle on the field. Yeah, they've got massive deals those two, and uh, they just need to get the ball and use use the ball a bit better. And I think that might have been the problem at GWS, and the reason they fell away because they got a lot of the pill. And they're not using it too well here at Richmond. And we, we kept saying it, Pez, like, you know, it was, it was coaching. It was you know, maybe it's got too many stars, but maybe actually that the talent alone is that they weren't as fine and chiselled as of kick. You know, I mean, Taranto, he butchers the ball a lot. He just bombs it up in the air. He, he, needs, bomb- to, he needs to hit, hit his targets a lot better. I think Rebolt's been playing really well, and without Lynch, you could look at him for two-plus again or two-plus, three-plus, depending how you want to look at it there. But um, Melbourne, maybe Fritch, Fritch for a few goals, something like that on uh, Monday night. We've got to look at the weather as well. So it's, too, it's too early to tell with that we'll, one. We'll wait so, and see. Um, yeah, speaking of too early to tell, we, 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 we go on to Anzac Day, uh, Tuesday. This will be an absolute classic. This will be great. As I said, the first time in a long time that both teams are, you know, and I'm going to use inverted commas here as Essendon fans, relevant. Um, <laughs> watch that cop some absolute flack. Uh, both teams 4-1, and one, Collingwood $1.47, Essendon 267 minus 14.5 is the line, over under 172 and a half. This will be an absolute cracker, Pez. There'll be you know a heap of people there. Anzac Day is always such a, a you know a fifty-fifty game, no matter where these teams are placed on the ladder. Um, really interested to hear your thoughts about this one. Yeah, looking at the top eight, um, the team most likely to miss the finals from here is probably Essendon. Um, <laughs> you know, four four wins. You know, we we copped a lot of hate <laughs> on TikTok, and all you're doing is doubling down, are you? I mean, um, I am too, but like I, said, I believe that they're not going to make the eight either. But um, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, well, four wins is pretty handy, and I think they've got a couple of games coming up against you know like Hawthorns and the West Coast, so they they they'll get close. They'll hit, uh, their, they'll hit their over. They their over need, was eight and a half. Need to have a couple more couple more upsets uh, along the way here, and Collingwood is is one of those. So it's always seems to be close, no matter where they are in the ladder. But you look here. 2v3 after five rounds of footy. Pretty exciting. Bombers fans up and about. Collingwood fans up and about. There's going to be an absolute sellout crowd. Um, the disappointing thing, you've got Adams who's been suspended for a week and Merritt suspended for a week. So that will hurt both midfields. Who will it hurt more? I think it might actually hurt um, the Bombers more because Merritt has been using the ball pretty well when he gets it on the outside. So um, I think he can replace Adams' role in Collingwood and it's a roll v roll thing. But Collingwood do need some tall to come in to try and take on um, the Essendon Ruckman because Draper absolutely killed him last week, three goals in that first half. So you need to curtail him and keep him out of that 50 or actually put a body on him inside the 50 uh, and and go from there. So Anzac Day, it'll be a great spectacle to watch as it always is. 
and we'll wait and see who can come out on top. It's going to be a cracker. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of passion involved. They're two of the loudest uh, supporters base when they're when they're actually winning, Piz. So uh, Collingwood are loud all year round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essendon, Essendon fans only come out when they win, but we know that. <laughs> Just potting these Essendon fans best. I don't think there's any left anyway, but uh, there's too many factors that you need to wait and see with this. The teams need to be announced. As you said, there's a potential of who who, who comes in and who goes out. Um, Collingwood have been hit with injuries as well. Like it, it's it, it's a game that it's too early to call. I like the look of the, the line right now. Minus, minus 12 and a half. That's already come in. It started at minus 14 and a half. I, I don't mind the line at, at $1.90, obviously, but I think that's quite low. But but I need to see the teams. I need to see the teams. I need to see the weather. <laughs> I just, you just can't tell. It's it's, it's almost six days away. Like It's, it's yeah, <laughs> so far away. Like You could pretty much say it's in round seven. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Right, so I'm, um, I'd probably be leaning the, the Collingwood line, minus uh, 13 and a half. I think it's minus 12 and a half, which has dropped, so, which is good for my notes. Uh, but uh, no official play in that one, Pez, for me. Yeah, no, we'll we'll keep it out there and see if we, you know, chuck a chuck something down later in the in the round. But that sums it up. We've got uh, a couple of those to go out at behind the bound on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be there on our Google Docs spreadsheet there, and uh, a couple of videos might go up on uh, TikTok as well and see how you, see how you go there. They definitely will, Pez. Have you got any multis or cheekies going? Because I've got one more multi that I, that I'm going to put down, uh, and I just realised I hadn't had the odds there. So have you got any cheekies uh, that you're going to go put for the round? Or well, my my cheekiest one would be um, Finlayson five plus eleven dollars. Nice. Nice. That, that, that is very cheeky. That's what I'd go as as a cheeky. Marshall's paying about seven fifty or eight dollars for for five as well. So if you think one of those is going to do it without Dixon against you know depleted West Coast, that's probably where I'd go. Nice. So I've got one. I've just put a multi down for the for the round. No specials. No nothing. I think just the three interstate sides: Fremantle, Brisbane, and Adelaide. I like the value there. Uh, Sportsbet Power played that one. Three dollars nine. One unit on that one pairs. I think. Geez, you're going to be disappointed after tonight when the no, dogs no, get up and about. Fremantle. Fremantle come back home. It's a good spot for them. Uh, bad spot for the dogs. And um, I like Fremantle in that one. A dollar eighty. Can't pass that. I was I was trying to get a multi together to use the Ladbroke special, but I just couldn't choose. I couldn't choose four teams just to go. You well, know what? They're well, definitely going to win. I couldn't think of the fourth team. So, like, I think Brisbane and Adelaide are pretty pretty good priced. Dollar thirty two, dollar twenty six. If you like those other three, Port Adelaide are probably going to beat West Coast. You get no value for it. You get no value for it. You get a free free hitter bonus bet, no, maybe. No, but there's no need to be. Well, think, you might need it when the Bulldogs win, as I said. No, why, why are you so? When are you ever on the Bulldogs? Why? I hate the Bulldogs, so that's what... Tonight. <laughs> Tonight. Tonight we're on the dogs. All right, so if you want a winning tip, jump on uh, Sources Tip there, Fremantle, and uh, you will be thanking me uh, tomorrow morning with uh, a couple of green ticks in your, your account. All right, that's a Friday afternoon behind the boundary pod from us. I'll, what are you typing at me for? I wasn't typing, I was flicking off. <laughs> typing a key, an air keyboard in there. That's on, that's on video as well. I was playing piano. <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying sorry. to say? <laughs> I've had an absolute shocker of a show. You've had a mare on Pez. Peace out. Oh, you're not going to tell the fans about our... Uh, to, to no, because on. I don't know what this means. <laughs> I was trying to give your attention, but make sure you jump on our Twitter, Pez, at Behind the Bound. Uh, leave us a five-star review on all our good podcast uh, you know, listeners. And uh, well, I'm still sourced. Pez is already gone. He's, he's he stood up and left. Uh, I'm still sourced. We'll catch up next time.